Welcome to Spiritual Fertility. I am your host, Allison Buckland. I am a mother to a miracle and a highly intuitive and transformational teacher, coach, and healer. I believe that each of our life experiences shape us, providing valuable lessons from which we can transform, expand, and evolve in this lifetime. When we are armed with the right tools to bring about our own self-awareness and shine a light upon some of our most darkest experiences, we then begin to experience an awakening and rebirth, a reinvention of ourselves and the conscious awareness to take action and co-create the path ahead. Join me each week and listen in to hear my guests' impactful stories along with their empowering tools to ignite and inspire. I'm providing a supportive, fun, and collaborative space to collectively initiate and motivate change within you, spark your curiosity, and bring hope and inspiration to your own soul's path. I'm excited for you to join me and see what we can discover. Hello, and welcome to the next episode of Spiritual Fertility. This is Allison Bucklin, and I have a, another lovely guest with me today. She is a guest who we also met on LinkedIn, same time frame. A lot of the people who have been influences in my own life, who I've grown relationships with and have aligned with over the last several years have come from that beautiful platform. And she is actually the person who is the furthest away from me as we sit together and converse and record this next episode for you all. Before I introduce her and share her stories with you of her spiritual fertility, I would like to take the opportunity to share the intention that has come forth through the conversations that we had prior to hitting record. And I also would like to take the opportunity to block out all interference across any time, space, planes, lives, dimensions, and all levels of consciousness. That is something that I usually do prior to hitting record, not something that I did uh, prior to hitting record today. So bringing through this conversation to you all that is love and all that is light and all that is of the highest good so that you hear what is coming through. Our intention for this conversation is to have the power of personal responsibility. And that will come through in my guest story and the decisions that uh, she had to make moving forward. So Jill Brown, please introduce yourself to the rest of our listeners here, and then we will get into all that you shared um, and that you have to share with everyone who's listening. Thank you, Alison. It's so wonderful to be here as, as a, your guest. And hello to everybody who watches. Yes, we met on, on LinkedIn, and we we're both uh, Blue Angels, and... We've got to know each other over the years, which has been wonderful. And I, I'm so glad that we met. And I don't think anybody ever comes into our life that we're not meant to meet. And it's, it's just wonderful that we can be here today, me all the way over in Wales and you in the USA. And the technology allows us to interact together. Um, a little bit about myself. I I went self-employed when I was in my heading toward my late twenties. Um, when I became a driving instructor, and I had no idea what that would entail. Being self-employed, there was no Google to look anything up. So I just jumped in 
and learned as I went. Had my own driving school for over 22 years. When I was 29, I decided I'd learn to fly. So I went for flying lessons and married my instructor. So, (laughs) yeah. And it's the funniest thing because I was in the car with a learner driver and we were about to do a manoeuvre and a light aircraft flew over and I said to her, do you know, I'd love to try that. And she said to me, well, you know, you can just go to the local airport and have a lesson, don't you? And I said, no, I didn't know. And her brother had learned to fly, so she knew everything about it. And I went down and, and had a lesson and then Chris was teaching me and that's the story of how, how I met my husband. And um, then after retiring from teaching people to drive, I then trained and certified as a coach. Um, So that's up to the present date. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. That's so cool how one thing led to another in your life and an interest turned into, I guess it's really following that curiosity and knowing that your your choice in the matter like oh wait there's that spark there i mean it's our intuition right it's our inner guidance and actually we were talking beforehand about spiritual awakening and reawakening and using the experiences that we have but i would love for you to share with your listeners what was passed down to you you didn't know and we'll get into what the catalyst for like your real wake up was, but I just thought it was really fun how you've always been this way. I was like, well, because knowing what I know of you just through the conversations that we've had and um, what I see on Facebook or LinkedIn or other platforms, it is that yes, you are spiritually in tune given the coaching that you do and your soul avatar and that you are uh, Reiki certified and you do practice Reiki. But um, I ask you that question about being spiritually awake now. And I'd love for you to share with our listeners how that came to be and how that has come through your childhood and that many of us keep that buried inside our, our, our gifts and our powers that we have. Yeah. Well, my father always talked to me about my inner voice my inner knowing my intuition and how to always listen to that voice he also taught me how to just go to sleep really easily as well Uh, so getting you know getting into bed and going out to sleep is like seconds for me because of what he taught me from a child and we'd spend a lot of time out in nature and and he'd teach me about the trees and the plants and what we could eat and the fact that there was never any need to be in lack or hungry when we've got all the abundance that's around us. And I told you about my his aunt, that <laughs> my father was one of seven, so the dining table was, was a fair size because nine of them sat around it. And when all the children were there and this one aunt, they'd say, make the table dance. And she'd put her hands above it and just wiggle her fingers and the table would move around. And there was nobody to to lift it or move it in such a way. The children used to dance around it and the table would be dancing. Um, So that kind of, of, of thing, or I don't know what to call it, was so normal to my family, you know. So I... I grew up with that being normal. 
And right, they, that magic, the magic, yeah. the power of it, the use of our hands, the the spiritual aspect of, I mean, because like that could be told as a make-believe myth to kids today or whatnot. And it also brings forth what your experience sharing with your dad, what he passed down to you. And so for us as spiritually awake individuals, I think it's really important to have those talks with young people, with our children, with those that are around us to know that it's okay. It's important to listen to your inner guidance. Yes, normal. Used to say to me, you know, if you have when I when I was sort of older when I learned to drive, and he said to me, if you have a bad feeling about going down a certain road, go a different way. Listen to that that inner voice saying, don't go that way. And I always paid attention to that. And if ever I have a feeling like, no, don't go that way today, I'll go a different way. And you may never know the reason why, but there's going to be a reason. And it doesn't matter whether we get to know it or not. It's the fact that we pay attention to that and listen. And, you know, he didn't tell tall tales just just to make things up. He, he told me some strange things like when he was when he was in the war and an old lady that lived nearby read tea leaves and she said to him, drink this cup of tea. And she looked and she said to him, you're going to have a very difficult time in the war, but you won't die. And he always listened to things like that, you know, and he did have a near death experience as a child. He had pneumonia and he, he told me what it was like and, that he was on this mountain and it was all light and he knew there were people around and he didn't want to come back and he was told it wasn't his time yet and he had to go back and when he opened his eyes his mother said to him we thought we'd lost you for a while and one of his brothers was blown up in the war he lived but he had shrapnel all through his body and it's exactly the time he was blown up my grandmother was walking through the town and she suddenly screamed and went onto the floor. And when people ran across to ask her what was wrong, she said, stop them throwing the stones at me. And she actually felt like people were throwing small stones at her. And she was she was trying to protect herself. And there was nobody doing that. And it turned out it was exactly that same time. So there's so many things happened in my family that I'm buried for a long time. I paid attention to listening to the inner voice, but all the other stories, I I almost packed them away, forgot about them. I don't know why we do that, Alison. Yeah, we do. I mean, there's, I think there's probably multiple reasons why. I mean, because maybe it could be something we see or something someone says that says, oh, that never happened. We don't know because it can get buried in our subconscious that then takes us on this path of thinking, Wait, am I like crazy for thinking that that happened or this doesn't make any sense? Or another thing too is in this world that we live in, we can care so much about what other people think, what other people are going to think about what we say, what we do, how we look, all of those things when really it's our, it's, it's us, we're unique individuals and it does not matter what others think or say, but that can happen in our whole life. And I love how can your story, the stories and the examples that you shared shows how connected we really are. It really made me think of when my Aunt Dorothy passed away and the night she passed away, that same night, and she lived with my parents, not too far from us, 
but in a in separate in my house and in my sister's house both my right around the time we found out later that she passed away my sister's son my nephew and my daughter both of them fell out of bed yes and we like put this all together and we're like like they both like fell out like we were awakened Mm. because they both fell out of bed and which was the time that my aunt was passing so she was passing through and waking us up i suppose or um you know just kind of i don't know what the exact is but we are all connected and you can't make that those things up and you can't you have to know that that connection is there um for sure but yeah isn't it interesting that we always talk about our uniqueness and how we want to be seen as unique and yet we all try to be the same Mm -hmm. it's it's like an oxymoron isn't it it is and it and that and then i think that that much like these the powers and the gifts and our inner voice gets passed down because there's an ancestral component certainly get that gets passed down and yeah. even societal programming and things that factor into our life but we do it we do want to be unique and we do but yet at the same time we do care about what others think i had an example and thankfully i have the opportunity to work with children and at their like foundational level of when things can be said that create a negative inner voice for them or things that can be said to create a positive or life lesson. There was this example that just happened this week. This little girl came up to me and she was so upset. And she's like, she said the little kid's name and she's like, he made up a name about my lego block and i just don't like it and he's making making up this name and i looked at her and i said doesn't matter what he is saying about your creation do you love your creation yes do you want to name it what you want to name it yes doesn't matter what he says about it just ignore him brush it off and like to have that ability to just teach little ones and even as i mean we can teach you're in the coaching industry now and you you help others and these are the type of things that need to be reawakened and retaught and relearned and unlearned because yes we do we are unique in ourselves but there is so much that's passed down that like we're comparing oh is this one gonna like this and social media adds to it as well like for sure i mean we talked about that ahead of time and why reasons why we both are no longer very active on the linkedin platform is because you feel that you need to um keep up with everything or that you are it's really can take over your whole life for sure and create that anxiety but you now help others in your role which kind of transitions us into another important topic that i want to talk about for you to share in your story is that point when you had to take personal responsibility and why that was and the health diagnosis that really changed your life yeah yeah, certainly. I I retired from being a driving instructor and I was told I needed knee replacements and I was diagnosed diabetic. And it was a really dark time. And some people say, oh, it's only diabetes. But it's diabetes is a big thing, you know, it affects our entire body. Um, so it really impacted me. And I went into a very dark place and and it was it was terrifying. Like I, I said to you, I was afraid to eat and I was afraid to not eat. 
because you have to eat to keep you yourself with a, a regulated sugar level. But everything became terrifying. And it was only when I was sat there the one day, really, really scared, not knowing what to do. And my husband said, Are we, should we have lunch? And, and I said, I don't know what to do. And he offered to make an omelette. And it was like, that's perfect. You know, eggs, protein, there's, there's no sugar. There's, it's, it's going to do me good. And I thought, I can't live like this. I've never lived in a place of fear. This isn't, this isn't me. Who am I in this place? And who, who do I want to be? Do I want to be this person down here in the dark? Or am I going to pop back up into the light? And it took a lot of research to get the food right. And I get quite peeved if somebody says to me, oh, you can eat that as a diabetic if I know it affects me because it's a very personal thing. You know, sure. somebody else might eat something and it has no effect on them and somebody else it'll affect a lot. For sure. Um, I worked so hard to find out what affected me and what didn't. And then I got a personal trainer and I got stronger. My The muscles around that carry my knees, my personal trainer said, if the muscles are weak, instead of the knee moving in that direction, it can move always. So if it's strong around, it goes back to being in 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 the right order. So, I mean, I couldn't walk a mile without being in pain. And when once I'd worked with him, it took about six months, I could work, walk 10 miles and not be in pain, which is wow. such a big difference, you know, to, to go from that to that is huge. So that was a that was a reawakening for me of what was light. And I know a lot of people talk about spiritual bypassing, but it's... I sometimes think that can be used in a, in a judgment to not be in the light. Yeah. You know, it's if you live in a light place, you're not bypassing anything. You're just choosing the light. You're not denying the shadows. All the shadows exist, but you accept them and you send love and you send light to those shadows. You know, they're there to teach us all the shadows and the dark places are there for lessons. It's not about blanking them out to saying they don't exist, is it? No, not at all. They are there to teach us lessons and it comes down to the personal choice and the responsibility that we have when we are in those dark places and to stick your head up and be in the light or or not yeah yeah i mean that's what personal responsibility is isn't it it's it not is. trying to change anybody else it's about making the changes that are right for you and taking the responsibility for those changes and everybody else is responsible for theirs. Exactly, which comes right back around to the topic of caring what others think because it, it has no bearing on what our evolution is going to be or the choices that we make for ourselves because we're not just unique in everything about us, certainly, but in our in our gifts and our abilities and our skills and our strengths and our values in our cells in our experiences and no one has the exact same feelings with the same situation that we do so no. it 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 gives us i mean and that's exciting though it is isn't it yes uh -huh. it is exciting but it also means that we 
we can't say to people, oh, I know how you feel. Right. Because we only know how we feel. And the parameters around us give us those feelings. We can empathize, but we can't know what somebody's feeling. No, and we can't. We can't. We can empathize and we can say, I understand that what you're feeling is difficult or it is beautiful or exciting but we we only know what we feel and that's a great point to make because you hear that very often oh i know how you feel no you don't (laughs) you can empathize and understand but i and i also think it's some people like you mean well we mean well right when we can oh it's meant well yes for sure we mean well and and those type of phrases are things that have been passed down you know that we've heard along the way. And so as a result of all of this and all of the changes that you've made and stepping into the light and continuing to remain in the light, you've been able to create such a beautiful life that now you help with others. So I'd like to move into talking about some of the tools that you've developed or some of the things that you've trained in that allow you to help others. So I know Reiki, and we've talked about Reiki on spiritual fertility for sure, how amazing that is. But tell us about the soul avatar. Oh, right. The soul avatar is something that that came to me. And and there's nothing written down. There's nothing to send out to people. When I talk about it, the people that want to go through it just go, oh, yes, I want that. And what's really funny about it is I argued about about it. I can't put it. I can't tell people about soul avatar. Who did you argue with? Yourself? My higher self. I oh, guess. your higher self. You're right. What we we can do that. And the reason that's why I asked it because we can we can argue with our higher self. No, I can't do that. Like the internal dialogue or our spirit yes. guides or like the 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 um our higher team. Um, yes, yes. So right, it was a full-on argument. You know, I can't put that up. I can't tell people about that. Why not? I've got nothing written down. You don't need anything written down. All oh, this is terrifying because I've got nothing to evidence. It's okay. And then somebody asked me, um, "What are you doing new?" And I said, "Oh, I've got something new. Oh, tell us about it. Or oh, I'll I'll tell you about it next week." And it was like, okay, we'll we'll look forward to it next week. And then I was like, oh, next week. <laughs> and the next week I just talked about it. And straight away somebody contacted me and said, I want to do that. And it's, it's literally a space where somebody can explore anything. And we just set the intention to find the answers. And I just ask questions and they explore from there. And for most people, it's really emotional. Somebody's set up their whole business path from doing it. She actually changed the direction of her business. Um, somebody got all the colors and everything they wanted for their website. Um, so it's, it's, it's always different. I never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And all kinds of things show up that gives the person like a, an insight to something they're trying to to find a way through. So it's 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 always when somebody has something specific they want to look at. You yes. know, if somebody turns up and they say, "Well, I don't know. We've got nowhere to go with that." Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
And if it's a, a technical thing, then again, it's usually, I've done that where somebody said it's something technical and it's turned out to be something else that's behind it. Right. Because I, I can't do a technical thing, you know, I'm not, I'm not a techie, um, but it's, it's some something that's behind it. So the soul avatar just opens up a complete space. That's wonderful. I mean, there's so many layers to everything. And, and I think that it's brave to move forward in spite of that fear or that <laughs> argument or self-doubt. And like, what are you talking about? Because... Yes, it's so fearful to put yourself out there and do those things, but you there's always a higher purpose that we cannot see yeah. at all. And that once we do that, then you can continue to find out more is revealed because now because you moved through that fear, you listened to your higher self and that inner voice, you stepped in and put it out there and shared it, even though it was scary, you've been able to help others and move yes. them forward. And that's the ripple effect that we created. I mean, it goes back to, you mentioned right from the start, we we're both blue angels. What are blue angels? Well, blue angels is a, it's a group. And this was a, I guess it was, I don't know, a phenomenon, a project back in 2018, where mm -hmm. the purpose was to create random acts of kindness to yeah. inspire others on LinkedIn to create more random acts of kindness. So this was all logged. Uh, Renee Johnson started the whole thing, props to Renee. And she, our goal was to create a thousand random acts of kindness by the end of the year. This was over a couple months. And so Jill and I were both on the Blue Angels team um, and led by Jill Sullivan, who is another beautiful soul. And yeah. uh, so we were all connected by that ripple effect of sharing kindness, which then comes around to that ripple effect that comes when we listen to our inner guidance and step through the fear and move into where we're supposed to be. I was scared as heck to start a podcast and to put that out there. And it's so fun. I love it. And yeah. it's wonderful to do, but like, it's scary. Like, what is that going to be? No, I'm not doing it now. I can't do it now. And I fought with myself for four years to do that, but now it's out there. And so I'm very proud of that. And it's brought me to people like you that are bringing forth this beautiful energy to others who are listening and who will continue to tune into this. Um, I also want to talk about, tell our listeners about what is conversational intelligence? You shared that's something that you um, went through to get certified in. So I would, I think that's really, I'm curious about that. Right, I'm an advanced practitioner in it. And it was um, created by Judith Glazier, who passed away actually just before I, I finished it. There were over a thousand people doing the course and it lasted for nine months, but she had cancer. And she'd set it up with WBEX. So they they actually created all the support and with people who'd worked with her for years. So when she passed away, um, everybody could could carry on. So everybody certified. Uh, but it was it was such it was wonderful. It was her life's work. And she talked about she'd be driving down a road and she'd hear turn left. And she wasn't going to go left, but she'd hear turn left. And she'd go down and she she found this school with 
autistic children in and she she went in and ended up doing some work with them and she was very much involved with HeartMath so that's how I got introduced to HeartMath and that you know that's a wonderful organization and she actually shared that she created the dashboard and she went in to speak to hundreds of people and she didn't know what she was going to say and she had the whiteboard and she picked up the marker and she heard draw an arc so she drew an arc and she said what now and she was she drew on um me and the other side we and she created the the dashboard of going from i to we and where we are on the trust if we're in low trust we stay in our i and when we go to high trust we change to we so she talked about what does it need to go from i to we and you know i mean that's that's phenomenal when you can go into a business and take them from I to we, you know, because so often people are like so afraid for their jobs, aren't they? And and I I've got to I've got to outperform everybody else rather than we all perform together and the business grows. So although it was it was really for more for people that do a lot of corporate work or there were a lot of people that do corporate work doing it it was it was a really fascinating interesting course for me that's that i would never regret having done and i was on masterminds with in in groups we had mastermind groups and i was with people that were like terrifying to me because of their huge amount of experience. And we took turns in facilitating. And I, I'd never done facilitating. And it was like, oh, you know, I've got people with 30 years experience. And I've never done this. And and I gave the outline of, of what we were going to do on this meeting to the person who'd send it all out. And she said, do you want to give them a bit more information? And I said, no, I said, this is, we're going to do it this way. And it turned out that terrified them. They told me after that that was scary because normally it was all so structured and I kept it really open. So it it's interesting that we can feel that somebody's more experienced and feel afraid and uncertain what we can do. You know, how can we possibly open that person's life anymore when they've got all this experience? And then you find out that they just feel the same as you. When it's something different to what they're used to, it becomes an unknown experience and feel it, you know, you all feel the same. So it was it was a hugely valuable lesson to me. And, you know, to know that we're all the same. <laughs> yeah, no matter who you are. We all have to step out of our comfort zone. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's then so alive, isn't it? Yeah, it really that. is. And you never know what's on the other side. Um, you know, conversational intelligence, um, going back to that and like sharing all of this and how much you learned and that, I mean, it really thinks helps me or how I think of that or how I'm relating to it is that more of like a clear audience mm-hmm. listening and is is that what it is like having having the intelligence to Listen. have a conversation and hear 
and listen to your higher self and your guides or inner voice and and listen to each other and listen to each other uh-huh and and talk one of the exercises that she did was talking in in groups is get people to talk about things that they've got in common mm. because like we've got the blue angels in common that's where we started and we can talk about anything from there if we had no blue angels and we'd only met today for this podcast we would have had to have found some common ground at the beginning in order to to have a conversation so when people find that common ground you know do you, do you ride a bike do you like traveling do you like this do you ski i know you ski and suddenly you can talk and it 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 opens up conversation and you're able to travel in 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 the conversation then yeah i mean it's asking questions it's listening it's going back and forth and learning that about one another yeah that's so fascinating yeah. i keep thinking about because i work in school how important that is not only of course for us to continue to learn as adults but how foundational that can be for kids. We do a lot of restorative circles in our school and in our classrooms where we'll sit in circles and you ask questions, right? You find out, that's how you find out these touch points of continuity that you have with others. Um, that Because we all are connected. There's yeah. a reason you and I met when yeah. we did and there's a reason why, as you talked about in your driving school and how you had your person that you were teaching to drive who happened to know somebody who talked to you as the plane flew by and you're like, wait, you know, it's just these like little t touch points along the way, which makes life so exciting. Because anybody could have been in the car with me. Sure. Somebody you knew could have looked and said, mm. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. But it's like divinely orchestrated yeah. that you were meant to be there with her. Yes. And what's it really interesting, I even went into a different flying school to what Chris was working in. And a chief flying instructor who worked for both mm -hmm. said to me, come come over here to this one. And I think I can just get you a, a flight with somebody in the back for now and I went in and and Chris was just leaving and he said oh I'm just going on a flight and I got put in the back with these couple of other guys and went on a little jolly for half an hour and back and and then I booked booked a lesson so yeah. it wasn't just that she, it happened to be her in the car it was I could I I ended up in a different flying club and got taken to the one where he was. Right. You know, which is, again, fascinating, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, when you are able to look back and see from that perspective, once you're through what you're through and being able to, like, have that hindsight and to look back and see how divinely orchestrated really things are, even the things that were meant to go through and the things that happen to us, right? They don't happen to us. They happen for us. Yes. Um, so, like being diagnosed with diabetes, had you not had to have your knee replacement, then you wouldn't have known that. Then you wouldn't have fallen into your dark place that you wouldn't have had to make the take for personal responsibility to have the choice to come through to yes. be able to reverse your diabetes and then move through 
and be awakened to have this reawakening to to another life and the exciting thing is is that we get to do this all the time and we do get to be co-creators in that process too by yeah. following our intuition and our inner voice and taking personal responsibility to make that choice that gets me excited it's it's hugely exciting yeah. it's massive isn't it yes and we should be excited about it every day, shouldn't we? We should be excited about it every day. I get to be excited about what's unfolding in my life every day and being able to, to I mean, it comes comes back to like gratitude and we can, ha we can be excited about it, but coming back to being grateful that we have the opportunity, it takes certainly a perspective to go back and look through and see that the dark places were there for us that's that's a victor mentality that's not a victim mentality because no. we can be in that victim mentality but we can also be in that fixed mindset having a growth mindset having a victor mentality taking personal responsibility you know listening to that inner voice those are all the things that are conscious decisions that we have the power to do every day and to me that's what makes it exciting yeah absolutely it is yeah well, good. That's awesome. Now, before we wrap up, is there anything that you feel called to share or a tool that you like to share with others who are on their spiritual path and their in their human journey right now? Well, I always love to share is the heart math, heart brain connection. And it's literally six breaths. And you just put your hand over your heart. And you can do it even when you're walking. You don't have to put your hand over your heart, but that concentrates the mind to the heart and you just take when you breathe in and breathe out the same number of breaths so if you breathe in for six breathe out for six there's no gap and while you're breathing concentrate that you're breathing into your heart space and then think of anything that brings you complete joy so while you're thinking of something that's completely brings you joy and you're thinking about breathing into your heart space just about six breaths and that activates your sympathetic and your parasympathetic nervous system and nike use that with their top athlete because it activates you and calms you so if you're going to go onto a stage and speak to people you can do that if you're going into a meeting or if you're going into a, a situation where you're uncertain where you want to be calm but alert or you can just use it i i do it every day i i do that heart activation brain heart because the heart has got its own brain and the heart speaks to the brain more than the brain speaks to the heart so we can really lead with our heart and our heart brain when we connect the two. Oh, that's so beautiful and like as you're explaining it i'm like breathing and feeling joy i mean it really does ignite something within your inside of you so thank you so much for sharing that and for coming on and talking to me on this podcast and for all those that are listening please take the opportunity to review our show to subscribe to share with someone that you think will benefit and to help us reach more individuals who need these type of, of things to motivate us, to tools to inspire and awaken us so that we can all come together to create those ripple effects of kindness, of love, of, of sharing, of giving, of, of awakening, of 
magic and all of that. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. Of course.